Welcome back to another episode of the Stocks to Blocks podcast, a stocks and blockchain podcast from Investify that turns you from a confused to confident investor. Whether you're just starting out or a seasoned pro, join us as we demystify stocks and cryptocurrencies one episode at a time. Welcome back, eh? Thanks, Zach. No rich today. Nah, just you and me. What are we talking about? We are talking about the banking collapse. What's going on in the US? This is crazy. It's crazy. If someone told you like last year that all these banks would be collapsing over in the States and, you know, a place where traditionally a bank is considered where a safe place where you can mm. leave your money, safe haven. Yeah. There's all this hysteria in the market. We're seeing Silicon Valley Bank, Silvergate, First Republic Bank now. And I think there's now in the last yeah. 24 hours, there's a few other banks now that they're talking about that might be susceptible to, to a collapse. It's crazy. Mm. Absolutely crazy. Like it was the same as putting money under your mattress <laughs> yeah yeah it guess goes to show that even the biggest uh, can can fall yeah um, I, mean, I mean these aren't the these are regional but ba- like they're still massive don't yeah. get me wrong yeah yeah they're, sorry they're st- not the math yeah the i know what you thing. mean yeah but like they're not top of the tier they're not your bank of america or your jp morgans but they're still they've got you know billions under assets yeah. they're, they're they're still big big banks so mm-hmm. it's still it's still frightening when you, you hear of them collapsing yeah no absolutely so why is this happening i guess that's the big question well, well it all started really if we take it a step back before we look at silicon valley which was the first bank to crumble the fed obviously raised interest rates in 2022 to combat the growing rate of inflation. Mm-hmm. So you've got these banks and what they do is, you're kidding yourself if you think that you deposit money into a bank and your money just stays there in a vault. That's that's not how banks work. Banks need to make money. So what they do is they take all of their customers' funds and they will either invest that or they will loan it out to other people or businesses and they will make interest off that. So your cash on hand or your money that you that comes up in your bank account that you've got isn't really there, which is interesting in itself, but that's how banks work, right? Mm-hmm. They, ha- they have some in there. There's a term called fractional reserves. So they can lend out up to 90% of your money. So if you have, if you deposit $1,000 into your bank account, they can lend out $900 worth, but they have to keep $100 in the bank in case you want your money back. So if we all went to the bank this afternoon to get our money out, how would we go? Not good. Not good. I'd probably get money. I don't have a whole lot in there at the moment. <laughs> no, because and, and that's exactly what's happened in 2023, a bank run when, when all of these customers are trying to take out their money, which we'll get to in a second. Mm. So, But these companies, sorry, these banks, they would invest into long-term bonds and mortgage lended securities. So these were like, especially these government backed bonds had a long maturity date. These are long-term bonds and a bond's value declines when interest rates rise. So the growing interest rates haven't been good for, started with Silicon Valley Bank. And then they announced that they had a, a, a $1.8 billion loss on their deposits, which just freaked all of their customers out, which were primarily tech startups and VC stuff in the, yeah, yeah, yeah. in the Silicon Valley. And they, due to the rising interest rates, they needed their money. They were struggling all of these these VCs because we know the tech got hit hard a lot um, in 2022. So they were trying to get their money out. Then Silicon Valley comes out and says that we've had to sell $1.8 billion worth of bonds to actually pay the customers. And that led to just hysteria among that customer base. And that led to a bank run where $42 billion in a day got withdrawn, which is just absolutely phenomenal it's it's absolutely crazy and i I think people were kind of watching on as well because signature was the first bank to drop wasn't it it was yeah and 
when you see, you know, all your friends at Signature Bank go down and do a bank run and you're looking at the, the stat sheet and you're going, hang on, they've got a very similar amount of uninsured deposits here as well. Well, that's the thing. Is- they had Silicon Valley Bank had one of the highest ratio of uninsured to insured deposits. So the FDIC, which stands for the Federal Deposit Insurance Corporation, what they do is if a bank fails, they will insure a customer or a business of their deposits up to $250,000. Anything above that, they can't guarantee that they will be um, insured. So you had Silicon Valley Bank, which had a lot, if not the, it was the majority, I think it was might be two thirds of their customers had uninsured deposits. So they're very, they're overexposed in that area. Mm-hmm. So all of these people were thinking, hang on, if Silicon Valley is going down, I'm not insured here. So all of those people, they're taking out their money. And if you look at their um, amount of uninsured deposits of the of the bank run, it's, it's the majority. So it ends up being just a, a self-fulfilling prophecy here of people just freaking out there and, and seeing other people freaking out. And so they freak out. And it's You know what it's like? If you're walking down the street and you see someone looking up in the sky, someone directly in front of you, yeah. you're probably not going to look up in the sky. You're probably thinking, what, I would. What are they? You, you probably would. You're curious. Yeah. <laughs> you're an early adopter. <laughs> <laughs> but if two people look up at the sky or even three, then you're more likely to look up. The more people that suddenly look up at the sky, you then want to look up and think, what the hell's up there? Yeah. And that is what's happened here. Yeah, it, yeah. like a pretty weird analogy behind <laughs> me. But but essentially the more people that were taking out their money in Silicon Valley and all these other banks that had a bank run, sure. the people just had that hysteria and they're like, I've got to do it as well. Yeah. So it ends up being so yes, as you mentioned before, there's some mishandling of funds and you know, people putting money where they shouldn't be putting it, like bank managers and but it's also a element of trust and distrust in the in the system as well is what causes this absolutely it's it's beyond just economics there really has the potential for this the regional banking crisis to to spread because you can see as each bank goes down it creates more mistrust and you know the fact that we've already seen three go down we've got another three regional banks on the verge of having financial crises as well it's like this could blow out pretty quickly i well, can see it multiplying well yeah. First Republic was a victim of uh, Silicon Valley Bank. I mean, obviously, they also had they had a really similar risk profile. I guess what happened was after after Silicon Valley Bank went down, the attention fast moved to First Republic Bank because it had a similar ratio of uninsured deposits, about 67%, but they also had a similar risk profile. Mm. And they also served, like Silicon Valley, also served high net worth clients. So I think they were doomed, really, as soon as Silicon Valley went down. First Republic was... It, they were always on the chopping block and mm. that led to a bank run on First Republic and they had to seek money from the Fed. I think 11 banks even put in and deposited $30 billion just to help stimulate their cash flow at, at First Republic, but that didn't even help. And when mm. it came to earnings season, their, their price went about down 75% in a 24-hour period. Like it was just, yeah. the, the hysteria was real and it just flowed, flowed through to it First Republic. It moved like a shit coin. Yeah, it did. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And some people need to hear this, but a stock can fall ninety percent, and it can still fall another ninety percent over that ninety yeah. percent, and that's exactly what happened to, to First Republic. You think you're you're snatching up a bargain? <laughs> <laughs> Don't buy the dip. Yeah, there's more bargains to come. <laughs> yeah, and, and then it just got worse for them. They had their earnings season uh, late April, I believe it was, and deposits for them fell. 
$100 billion, $104 billion, or down 41%. So, mm. again, people thought uh, they've got not enough cash flow here. We're going to need to take our money out. And that's when the FDIC stepped in and they said that you guys are no good at running your bank. Mm. <laughs> We're going to need to step in here and give the keys to someone else. They put it to an auction process and JP Morgan Chase won the auction and... I think within a few days, all the 84 locations of First Republic were open as JP Morgan, Chase. And you can see this happening more and more as well. Like the banking sector just gets consolidated into yeah. the top 10, yeah. really. Like they're just gobbling up all these poor little regional banks who can't stand in their own Fed anymore. Which I think have. the Fed's happy with. Happy with, yeah, of course, they want this. Makes it easy for them to, to roll out their digital currency when... When that's ready. Ah, uh, you love a conspiracy, yeah. don't you? It's not conspiracy, <laughs> it's fact. Is it? Yeah, it's fact. Okay. Well, yeah. And yeah, so like you can see, this is kind of what happens with, with Binance as well. They're just buying up everyone from the, the wreckage of FTX. And this is kind of what's happening with the banks as well. They're just going to pick up all the regional banks from the, from the wreckage as well. So an- another thing to note as well is these banks that are going down a lot of them, are, or the first few, were all um, crypto-friendly banks as well. So this is all coming in line with what was happening with the the regulation crackdown. And there was just, I feel it was another showcase to show, okay, look, hey, we need to do something about crypto. It's dangerous. Even our banks are collapsing because of crypto. And so that it really wipes out the support network for the, the crypto um, ecosystem by taking out banks, traditional banks. Well, wasn't Signature Bank... Their made, one of their major customers was FTX. Yeah, it was too. Yeah. yeah, so they were holding a heap of their funds. And so, yeah, huge reason why they were struggling. But you also have Circle, which is the company behind USDC, the second largest stable coin in the crypto space. And so they had a heap of funds on Silicon Valley. And so when Silicon Valley tanked, they had about $3 billion of um, Circle. And so Circle actually depegged from the $1 mark, which it should never do. And it never has done. And it went down to about 85 cents. So a stable coin is, is just for, for reference, is a, a currency that is pegged to the value of an underlying asset. So in this case, it is pegged to the value of a US dollar. So one USDC is always the value of, what should be the value of one US dollar, except it moved off that. And so it was only worth 85 cents. And this all happened because of the cash held in Silicon Valley. So yeah, just a bit more of a contag- like widespread impact that it was having than traditional bank. Nuts. Well, the good news is for, I mean, not good for investors. If you invested in First Republic Bank, you wouldn't be in a good position because you would have lost a lot of your investment. The, the share price tanked. But for actual customers, First Republic, they got all their money back, whether they were insured or uninsured. So the FDIC really stood up and helped out. Oh, so they should. <laughs> But it's going to cost them $13 billion. Yeah. It's a lot of money. It's going to cost them a lot more as well. What's that? Well, it's going to cost the Fed a lot more. Oh, yeah. Yeah. As well, if these banks keep toppling over because they got to keep pumping them back up. If the banks keep toppling over, it creates more and more fear. More and more banks will continue falling over. So it's like if they don't back, if they don't have a backstop for these banks early on, then it has the potential to really like just completely unwind and turn into this vicious spiral. And so it'd be interesting to see how much money the government is ready to pump back into the into the ecosystem, to the economy, um, to be able to keep this afloat. Because if the banks fall, like yeah, if a heap of them keep falling, it's gonna be messy. Could be really good for Bitcoin, like, uh, <laughs> but. 
yeah, the glass half full kind of guy. Aren't yeah, you? yeah, you're gonna look for the opportunity <laughs> absolutely in the, in the chaos, and yeah. um, so that's where it could come from. But uh, yeah, it's definitely not going to be good for for the US. Yeah, what will be really interesting? We we're discussing this the other day is to say what, where to from here. Will there be other banks to fall? I'm I'm of the firm. Well, I was of the firm opinion the other day when we we're talking that there'd be no more in the foreseeable future because. First Republic to me was a victim of what we saw back in March with Silicon Valley Bank and Silver Silvergate, and the crack started to form for First Republic back in March. Mm. So I, I was thinking if there are other banks that were going to fall, we'd already started. We would have already heard about it. I mean, already we're just looking at our computers before, and it looks like there's already other banks that potentially might be mm. coming up as being in jeopardy. So yep. it's really hard to to know. I, I personally think that we're going to see we're going to see more of this. A lot of it's going to come to the surface. It might not be there yet, but I think it will. It will soon if they don't make some drastic changes. So let's see. So to round it out, is your money still safe in the bank? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, I agree. I, I think I think it is. I would be more, if I was in the US right now, I'd be more inclined to stick to the top 10, yeah. which once again, this is a reason why the banks are failing because everyone's <laughs> moving money out because mm. yeah. they don't trust these mid-tier yeah. banks. Are we that person in the street now who's looking up and <laughs> <laughs> causing this? <laughs> Brought it full circle. Oh, no. oh, I think no. we are. Look, yeah, I think in Australia, we're absolutely safe. And as long as your bank with... One of the big four, if you're a, a Scotty Pape fan and you're with ING, <laughs> Super Savers or Fire Extinguishers or whatever the hell he talks about, yeah. um, you're safe. But yeah, I think if there's any American listeners out there, I would be telling them to go into either JP Morgan, Bank of America, one of those top tier banks. Come with Bank. Come with Bank of America yeah. and just keep your money safe there. Because like, yeah, it, it's it's scary to think yes, to, to see banks falling and it's you know, the first, you know, there hasn't really been a failure as big as this since Washington Mutual back in 2008 with the GFC. So I can understand why there's hysteria and people knowing what to do. But I think at the end of the day, banks are still safe and we've just got to, yeah, keep it to the, the most popular banks. Fantastic. All Good right. chatting with you, Anth. Always a pleasure. Thanks, mate. See ya.